0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Wonder Woman five minutes by five minutes. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minutes, uh, Wonder Woman, that is, minutes, uh, oh boy, 136 to 140. Minutes 136 to 140. I I literally just said it out loud. Yeah, about thirty seconds ago. And we tomorrow, said it and multiple I times. Completely s- forgot it. Okay, one thirty six through one forty. These five minutes are going to start um, with some of the credits, uh, the rolling credits that we are we ended up on yesterday. Um, a lot of the cast and the crew, and this minute's going to end with some of those concluding rolling credits. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to talk a little bit about uh,
1: yeah, so the secret scene. And here's the thing, and I thought about this today. So, it's all just credits today. It's just credits, and then tomorrow, is just the rest of the final production cards. Like, it's a very small shaving, pencil shavings of the minutes left. Like, it was, there's nothing left tomorrow to talk about.
0: Can I tell you something? Whenever someone says pencil shavings, mm-hmm. there's a line of dialogue in the Adam Sandler movie Big Daddy and uh, his dad's a lawyer, and they're, like, in like on the court or whatever. He's asking him about um, something about his grandmother or whatever. And uh, he said, your grandmother found your bag of pot in your dresser. And what did you tell her it was? He said, I told her it was pencil shavings. And that, I've never forgotten that. Like, And then now, with knowing what a bag of weed could have possibly looked like, thinking, like, Pencil shavings? It had to like, be really bad weed, really, re- like, dirt. <laughs> like <laughs> high school dirt weed. Yeah, <laughs> just like the brown. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that
1: something? Uh, I won't get into it. A, a different conversation for a different podcast, it's okay. a different day. Anyways, um, yeah. So I thought, you know what? Let's wrap up everything today. Let's let this episode will be coming out on Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day is the sequel, right? No one's gonna be listening to the episode 29 about the remaining remaining credits. So, let's do everything today. We'll talk about uh the rest of the credits. We'll talk about the the post-credit scene or the epilogue or the you know the the short film that comes after. Let's talk about that today. And then we'll come back with an episode about Wonder Woman 1984 and we'll uh we'll probably do that one Saturday or something or we'll record it Christmas Day or something. Anyways, uh which one do you want to get into first uh let's let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the post credit scene or no let's talk about a little bit about the actual credits here uh this is uh this goes back into uh you know d c movies have kind of like uh sometimes they have these special studio songs this is sia like to be human how do you feel about music like this uh in in your credits you ever care this about is, them is
0: this like a lyrical song this mm-hmm. is like a I'm yeah. going to play this. This is To Be Human by Sia. This, the pianist? P- pianist?
1: I don't know she's yeah. a pianist. I just know that she's a pop star. She plays piano. Um, oh,
0: okay. Th- uh, how do I feel about songs like that? Do you, it's, keep, um... you keep up with them?
1: Do you like them? Do you <laughs> walk out of the theater going, I got to listen to that song. I got to bump it on my Spotify. No, no. Make sure it gets on my Spotify unwrapped at the end of the year. No. Is it
0: unwrapped? Wrapped, just the Spotify wrapped. wrapped. They is... should have called it unwrapped, right? I mean, like wrap as a no, wrap wrapped, up, but unwrapping up. as in like a gift. Where do get unwrapped like from? Anyways, gifts in December and stuff like that. Okay. Um, th- my opinion about like th- so, like the song that we heard, um, mm-hmm. our ending song, action reaction. Oh, okay. as like the credit, that's that's solid. badass. Yeah. That's yeah, that's amazing. And I do notice often that like once that stylized credits end, a new most of the time, softer song comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a three act. Often it has lyrics yeah. and stuff, and whatever those lyrics are, they are related to the general arc of whatever that hero was going through, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something. Um, I don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> like the 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 feeling that you get after like that big orchestrate moment, especially in this movie, and it happens a lot. I'm trying to think of. There's one that I'm thinking of that I. Can't remember the movie, but it's just like so jarring to go from that orchestrate piece to something that's so soft spoken, and it almost feels uh, out of place because I was just listening to a full orchestra. There's
1: a rap song in Pacific Rim. That oh. one's a little bit kind of like, oh, didn't expect that. You kind of get used to it, but at the same time, it is kind of like going from that Raymond Jawadi, like Tom Morello, music. To uh, the rap song. Did Tom Morello have a part in that
0: action reaction song?
1: No, Tom Morello helped Raymond Jawadi do the Pacific Rim music. Oh, oh,
0: okay, um, that's cool as hell.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why it has like that guitar. Like that guitar that you hear in Pacific Rim is Tom Morello. <laughs> um, you know, I played him as a character in one of the Guitar Heroes. <laughs> Wasn't he also in um, one of the Tony Hawk games? As is a, like, that cameo? true? I don't, I don't know. know. No, he was in
0: the Iron Man movie. I'm very confused now. 100% Tom Morello was in Iron Man, the first one.
1: Well, Raymond Jawadi did the music of the first Iron Man. So they probably had a hand in that. Okay.
0: All
1: right, cool. Uh, So anyways, uh, Heathens, that was the Suicide Squad one. That was like the, the credit song, like the studio hit song.
0: Um, you know what I mean. Like I the, know the uh, Twenty One Pilots song. What did I say? 20, Suicide Squad, Heathens, Heathens by Twenty One Pilots. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. I was wondering if I said a different artist. No, 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 no. So Suicide Squad did that one. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Kiss from Kiss from, from Rose? Rose. Yes, Seal, Batman Batman Forever, and uh, the Prince song of all the
0: entire yeah. Uh, soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, like, it it seems like a staple for the DC movies to kind of have this. Obviously, you didn't have one in Man of Steel or Dawn of Justice. There was one in Aquaman, which um, I totally am skipping up on the name now. I should have known the name. I should have written it, written it down. That's okay, but I didn't. And Wait, then, is it is it is it so? There's two versions of it. There's like there's a two versions? there's like a a regular studio version and then there's like the same song but it's kind of remixed in with the theme made by Rupert Gregson-Williams like it has it interwoven into it and it's kind of gives it like an orchestrated like lift to the to the song and then they try to do a cover of everybody knows for justice league i absolutely hate that song i i think it's god awful
0: what song is that everybody, everybody knows. knows
1: by leonard cohen but they there's a it's a cover by sigrid sigrid huh i don't know it's awful the whole intro is awful i hated it
0: what's the other so leonard cohen did the cover of come together right for justice league
1: no that was gary clark
0: jr that was gary clark okay that was that i
1: like that that song is amazing i think that song's great a great guitar solo uh
0: is that awful the white album the beatles song i don't know what i don't or is that abby robe
1: that's Abbey Road That's Abbey Road Yeah Okay
0: That's Abbey Road Great
1: album You like Abbey Road the most? I Yeah And even though I don't really like That later Era of Beatles Cause I get kind of Annoyed by it mm-hmm. I think Abbey Road is a solid album Top to bottom Okay Um Yeah good stuff on there Michael Jackson did a cover Of Come Together too, At one point
0: I don't know I don't think I th- Do people know that? I don't know. I don't know that much of the Beatles. I like Revolver. That's a good album mm-hmm. to me. The White Album is really good in my White opinion. White Album, yeah. Um, but I like I land on Sgt. Pepper's stuff because that's just like yeah playwright things. Help, uh, yeah. Help is like another one of their top to bottom
1: great albums. I saw that movie. Never. I don't. It's <laughs> a paid good. Attention. That's a funny movie. Yeah. Help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their album, the album helped. Top to bottom is, is really good. Anyways, different conversation for a different time.
0: So uh, the whole, like, with, with a lyrical song that changes, I understand and I get it 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I pay attention to what is playing as the credits are rolling? Probably not all the time. I do want to say if I am sitting in the theater watching rolling credits of just text, I am looking at particular departments. I'm looking at names. I'm looking to see if anybody is familiar to me Mm -hmm. um and then i even go down to the look at you know people's names that are grips just to see like oh that guy's got a name that's similar to me i could be doing this just stupid stuff like that um yeah i don't know i like to see like where all the units are from like where they where they filmed uh which unit was who you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but the songs i i it's so weird because how involved i am and all of us we are involved in music That when it comes to films, music is not the first thing that I think... I don't go immediately to score. Like, if I see a movie, I really just go to who's involved on production side, and then the afterthought is scoring because normally you show me. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you just hear this thing? Often I will hear, like, chords and stuff or whatever that's, like, at particular moments where I'm like, wow, that sound mixing was good. That was a really good cue. Like, those things which then in turn makes me think about what was that song called who was scoring it and can i get the album and just play that song on repeat um but yeah like it's just so odd that when i watch films especially like at these points where songs that were written from the studio and whoever the artist is in that uh in in their production house you know Obviously, see is like Warner Brothers Media or something like that. So they, yeah. they they reached in-house for those kind of things. I don't pay attention to that. How did they? How do they? Is the song already being made by the artist? you think they're like, hey, you want to put the song on the movie? I think it's so many different things, it, and it could be so many different things. And a reason for me like opening my mind up to this was diving into Prince mm-hmm. and realizing how honestly. Just how many songs Prince wrote, never performed and gave them to people, gave them to studios. Just Lady like Gaga he, as well. Yeah. All of them. Like, just wrote things. He wrote and wrote and wrote and just was like, here, whoever, what you can have it. A lot of times it was like, no, you can't have this, but, you know, or or I'll, I will work on you and I will finish this with you. I just don't really care about getting a credit on the song, but this is my song. Yeah. Um it's it's things like that get taken into consideration when it, i think when it comes to these films and and the studios that have their own music media and labels and stuff like that uh, yeah but for this was the song already being written it could have been written 10 years ago and someone just passed along it was like hey let's get sia on this and record it see how it sounds okay do you have anything that you want to add as an artist yeah this this, and this okay cool i like this we're going to use it um Hmm. And and I see it also, like, if if they do need a song to be made for that movie, Pacific Rim rap song or whatever, um, I think they would reach out to whomever artist is in that uh, umbrella, Mm -hmm. like Warner Brothers Media, or, I'm trying to think, uh, record labels. You get what I'm saying. Like, the record labels that are associated with that, Sony Pictures, all those Spider-Man songs, stuff like that, they all have Sony production. Like, uh, what's his name? The... Uh, sunflower um tattoos the just, rapper guy uh he had the song so spider-man i'm sorry but
1: he threw so many words at me
0: post malone post malone sunflower. sony records Where's is sunflower isn't that the song that's in um he has a song called sunflower sunflower something like that it's the song that's in uh Did you say
1: sunflower about a guy and my mind is like samurai shampoo what Tyler the some creator, guy smells normally. like
0: sunflowers um the song, there's a song that that Miles sings and it's a Post Malone song and uh he does it twice it's like he's listening to the okay. headphones and then he's it's the song that like calms him remember he's stuck on the ceiling he's like call you got you got to calm down sing a song or something and he starts singing Post Malone stuff Post Malone has mm-hmm. Sony Records mm-hmm. and so like they reach into that yeah. and, uh, that pool and whatever um so i know that like all of that is involved if you were to ask me if this song was written when it was written, couldn't tell you. Yeah. No, I
1: think the way you explained it explains just how you can't explain. You can't yeah. simplify how, it's just the, a pool. How, how they end up there. Yeah. It's,
0: everybody has it's
1: They're under that umbrella.
0: Everybody knows someone, it's not everybody's the umbrella calling of love. for someone.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not not the umbrella of love. It's I'll tell you that much. Music industry um- umbrella <laughs> Yeah. Uh I know that uh Bear McCreary, uh Bear McCreary and, um, Serge Tankian, they did the, the cover of the Blue Oyster cult song, Godzilla, for the King of the Monsters movie. And that was their end credits. And I think that's the difference here in this one versus, uh, Suicide Squad, Aquaman, and Godzilla King of the Monsters as a good example compared to Wonder Woman's Sia and Pacific Rim's, uh, uh, I can't remember who did that that song. But so those songs like Heathen, Godzilla and the Aquaman one, those studio songs, they play during the stylized credits. So you're watching the stylized credits and hearing that studio hit song, right? Yeah. So I feel like you end up liking them a little bit more or there's a little bit more of a connection to it because you're kind of still riding the energy. Atlantic Records Group? Time
0: Warner Media. yeah, Atlantic Records, so there you go.
1: And then with the Sia, the Wonder Woman one and the Pacific Rim one, it's like after the stylized credits, everything goes back to just regular rolling credits, and you're just kind of like, well, I can leave now. And then uh, they start playing the, the studio hit song, and it's like, well, they're already checked out. They're like grabbing their trash, and they're headed down the aisles, and they're about to walk out. And,
0: um, this is fun. I'm sorry. I said Post Malone was under Sony Records, but he's um, a Republic, and that's Universal Music Group. Hmm. Now I'm going. Now I feel like I need to. Yeah. No. So yeah, this very same Universal Studios stuff like that. But uh, maybe there's some sort of weird affiliation with Sony and and Universal. Yeah, and, I wonder how they got that. Well, at least Spider Man and Universal is still, I think. i don't know i think you can still pull that guy for things i don't i don't really know how that works they still got green goblin at the park (laughs) they still got those spider-man atvs or they have to get repossessed by the bank (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine a theme park (laughs) all the rides getting like tow truck out and having to move to a disney park why wasn't that a thing Oh, that's so funny. I feel like some people think that'll happen one day. Was that like the, the consensus of when when Disney bought Marvel? They were like, we're just going to have it, uh, the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. Pack it up. They're just going to paint it. <laughs> pack, pack it up. They're going to retheme it. Give it's it going to be something bank. else. That's so funny. I'm done
1: goofed. But um, yeah, I I, it's always an interesting conversation. I'm glad I finally had it because I feel like I've had this thought in my mind for years. And now we have a. We get to talk about it. Because I don't even think we talked about it with Suicide Squad. I think we were just so burnt out. We were, we're so just burnt stuck. out and
0: didn't want to listen to 21 Pilots.
1: Yeah. But I, see, but that song, again, I think that was one where it's like you did listen to it outside of the, the comic sphere. That like, song is extremely catchy and I was hearing that song downtown. Dude, it I was, would be yeah. downtown and yeah. uh, I would be hearing it and people were were digging it.
0: There was we saw videos of um I
1: think that song made the movie. <laughs> I think people saw the movie
0: because of that and song. Twenty One Pilots, yeah. And where are they now? Don't know. They'll put out another one probably. Uh we they were playing that song at like eighth graders end of the year school dance. I, I saw videos of of like children in middle school or something like listening to Twenty One Pilots, and it's like no 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 uh uh-uh. uh where's your Al City like go or back where's your Fireflies yeah I, um where's your three oh three not to say I don't like Twenty but their Twenty One Pilots has some really good songs that is, that
1: soundtrack was was um, a banger until the Black Panther album came out
0: and uh, then the Spider Verse yeah. album came out often I will say that um, songs like the Sia one where it is somewhat um, that what you don't like that
1: it's not that i don't
0: like it i'm just not paying attention to it oh i don't hear a particular uh this is it sounds rude but i'm not listening to that like technically like how i would with other music that Mm -hmm. i get involved with um And I don't know why, maybe because I'm thinking that it is so heavily produced. I just don't care. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is just studio song, studio album. They put it out. It's for the end of a movie. It's on an end credit movie thing. Okay, cool. If I heard this song in full and listened to it and remember things and then heard it outside, I would 100% say this is from the end credits of Wonder Woman, just (laughs) like the 21 Pilots Heathens. Yeah. You know, does the Sea a song, does this song have a music video? Is Diana Prince in that music video? No,
1: nah, I don't think anyone else heard this song ever for the rest of time. Right. So, you but only you only hear also, it in this movie.
0: But you also, I picture Kiss from a Rose with Seal standing in a spotlight, shirt flowing, and George Clooney in shots. Like, Val Kilmer. Uh, Val Kilmer, sorry. Uh, yeah, like just, like I, I see that. Yeah. I see the music video that's usually ripped from parts of the movie. But it's those two songs, Heathens and Kiss
1: from a Rose, like if you were to go to your local uh, independent bar, right, and they start playing that song and they got music videos playing with it, it's going to be stuff from the movie. Like if they play Kiss from a Rose, they're going to be playing the Batman Forever music video.
0: Yeah. But like, see, I don't think Kiss from a Rose had two music videos. What do you mean? Kiss from a Rose was written for Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: like there's an association with it. Yes. Like, you are going to hear yeah. it, and people are going to be like, yeah, because of... And, like, the movie. Yeah. And they're going to say the and movie. And so, like,
0: but, like, this Sia song, I don't think that's... Never,
1: No one's ever going to play that song. No. No one's ever going to see it. No one's ever going to be... And if the song is ever played, I think it's only going to be played by someone who has seen this movie. Yeah.
0: Honestly, the only the only music that I attribute to Wonder Woman is the electric cello.
1: Yeah. And like,
0: that's it. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of other things with the other characters. Superman, you get the Hans Zimmer and boom, boom. You know, I hear that. A Batman theme. I don't I don't know. I I know that I've listened to it. I know that I've listened to multiple motifs of Batman scenes from Dawn of Justice and stuff. Mm -hmm. Does he have his own theme? Sure. I don't know. Wait, does Batman have his own theme in in the, the these movies, yes. Yes, yes he does. Yes he does? Yeah. Okay. Does. So like I don't hear that. But yeah, I you hear do. He has he has two motifs. Uh, he has the I know yeah, okay. He has the, I can hear it. He now has because the
1: very
0: gothic of... like the big dun, the big dun, noises dun, in the car. Dun, dun, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Okay. But
1: then also he has it with the trumpets where it's like
0: it's the same. It's yeah, the, the same the exact very, thing. Mm-hmm. And
1: then if you listen to "Is She With You," it does all three. It does Wonder Woman's theme, Superman's theme, and Batman's theme, and they're all playing at like, the same time. And you can and hear. I,
0: I want to get back into that. I didn't do that when I first listened. You to, hear that to the when the they're fighting
1: Doomsday. You can hear all three of them going off at the same time.
0: That's what I want. That's what I want to focus on when I think about scoring of a film and music and stuff. I need to hear like yeah. the character's motif. I need to see if that's reoccurring. I need. I, I just need that kind of things. Mm-hmm. this type of music nah, I don't know. Yeah. It's,
1: whatever it's Is She With You is a phenomenal piece of music I think a lot of people think it's just a Wonder Woman theme but it's all three of them and I think the more you listen to that the more it's like you can hear both uh, all three of them It's Is
0: it's, She With You the electric yeah it starts that way and then it keeps
1: that drum like
0: yeah
1: but then you hear like but uh,
0: like the Superman Ooh. theme, and then you hear the trumpet come goosebumps. in. You just even did that little thing, and you hearing it somewhere else that wasn't me singing it, it just like gives me goosebumps every yeah. single time. I don't know what the hell Hans Zimmer did with that sound, yeah. But Jesus Christ, that hits.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really really good because yeah, and then it has like that that quiet it has a quiet part in the middle where Lois is like getting the the spear. I almost said trident, and it's like uh, it's a, that's a great piece of music right there. Um, but we could talk forever about that. Let's let's uh let's skip over. Let's keep this energy going. Let's okay. go. Uh, let's talk about this post credit scene, not post credit scene, deleted scene,
0: short film. What is this thing? This is a short film. This is longer than a stinger. Um. This is this is definitely a a, a, a thing in its a thing in and of its own. Um. This is the epilogue.
1: And it's called, uh, they said it's called Epilogue,
0: Etta's Mission. Edda's Mission, also known as Epilogue, Etta's Mission. And is you is said a you've never film. seen this. No, I've never seen this. And I know, I've said it multiple times on this show. I oh. want to say when I got my copy of Wonder Woman uh, Blu-ray, I just watched it. I just watched the movie and, you know, revisited it one time. And was like, okay, that was great. And then... Never went through the special features? Never went through the special features. You told me about the scene, and I thought I was, I'm pretty sure I was probably th- thinking like, okay, yeah, I'll watch that at some point. Never took out the Blu-ray discs again. Never mm-hmm. put them up again. Um, I, no, I don't remember this Sometimes I, at all. I buy a movie,
1: digital or Blu-ray copy, just go special features immediately. I don't even watch the movie. Some, there, there have been some movies I've never watched a movie. I just go straight to the special feature. I've seen the movie so many times. I've seen it twice in theaters. (laughs) I'll watch the movie again one day. What was uh? Do you have a Birds Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey has a director's commentary or like a cast and crew commentary. But it like so like it plays the movie right. You're watching the movie from beginning to end. But while you're watching it, the actors and the director are popping in like mm-hmm. in picture in picture
0: pop up video
1: and they're like they're talking about what's going on so you're not like the movie like mutes itself or like it's very quiet and they're just like talking it's like it's got like the um it's got like the harley quinn special effects where it's like the zaniness of like the popping in and out of like the the effects you gotta see the movie to understand what i are talking about yeah. but um so i watched the movie like that and i was like i'm just gonna watch that and um I think I did that with the Godzilla movies as well, where it's like I didn't watch the movie because I'm analyzing it anyways, chapter by chapter on some podcasts that I do, but uh so I just watched the special features over and over again. But uh yeah, this was a uh this was directed for the Blu-ray copy after the movie had come out with the same characters who we here we are again with our Wonder men, I guess they're trying to come up with the names here, mm-hmm. Samir, Charlie, Noppi. An edit candy.
0: This was filmed after the movie. That's what it says, right? What does it say? It says, directed by Patty Jenkins, released on the Wonder Woman Blue Day Blu-ray. Blue it day. takes place after the movie. It takes place after. Uh, the it takes movie. place after the movie. But was was this supposed to be like always in the credits or something? I can't remember the timeline. Was there something that happened with like Justice League and just like the future of? This trinity, where they were like, I don't think we can. Sh- I don't. I, we're not there yet to show mother boxes because that could just be a dead end because we don't know where uh, Warner Brothers was at at the time. Was that a thing that was involved? Was there a reason I, why this wasn't uh, tagged on to the credits? Is it I because it's too long? It Maybe. could be.
1: Could be this too long. It may be because it's too long, and it might increase sales on the Blu-ray to put it on there with a bonus scene. For justice league and then people go buy the blu-ray i think it's a gamble It definitely sounds like a producer thing was like yeah just cut it off would i like to see this in the post credits yeah i think it would have made the movie a little bit like spicier
0: to walk out of you're talking about oh, what are they talking about what is this box was well, this would have been the first time instance of mother boxes that we saw no, we saw the things in Dawn of Justice. Dawn of
1: Justice. There were supposed to be mother boxes in Suicide Squad. They cut that out completely. Um, I think maybe audiences would just been confused, and maybe this is too niche. Like you don't have Tony Stark walking in, you don't have Batman showing up. Nobody's <laughs> talking about a drawing Superman. of a mother box. It's a it's a drawing of a mother box, but a typical audience who knows Batman, Superman, they don't know what that is. They don't yeah. know what a mother box is. They don't even know why it's called a mother box. What is that? What does mother box mean who came up with this uh some
0: guy in the 70s um but see like you say that and yet at the end of guardians of the galaxy we saw like egg you know uh uh, adam warlock stuff and howard the duck and things like that which is like i feel like that kind of goes on the same line I understand different studios and different audiences and everything like that. And by the time Guardians of the Galaxy was out, all the post-credit stingers from Marvel were such a thing that it was It didn't care. You, you just—it you, was. It was already, expected. Yeah, it was expected. It's just there. Um, I don't know. I feel like this has the same brevity as that.
1: I think so. And I think I would—I would have been cool with this. I think it's a great scene. I think this is a phenomenal thing. I think. There's so much of this. I think we could be talking about. It's probably something that could have been done minute by minute, even though it's a two minute and a half thing. That's three episodes to talk about it, what they're going uh, going on about because there's so much going on here that she wrote here, or I don't know who wrote this, but um, the thing they 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 say maybe we never get what we deserved again. It's a callback to what they were saying earlier in the film. You got our three our three boys: Samir, Charlie, Nappy all clean-cut, well-dressed, sharp-dressed men. They're, they're in good health, living life. They seem to be doing fine. Mm-hmm. You got Etta Candy here. She's, uh, she's got this mission. She's taking charge. Charlie's up to his whole thing about, like, well, you're not Wonder Woman. She says, well, what's, wrong with, with, what's wrong with me? And, she, you know, she's assuming the role of C. Trevor. There's so much going on in there, and it's such good
0: dialogue, and it's all very fast paste it's crazy to think that like i mean nobody else but etta would be able to fill these shoes but her yeah. taking the place of steve makes 100 percent sense obviously yes. she was working for him she knows everything mm-hmm. she knows everything yes um but then on top of that taking out wonder woman your heavy hitter who you would think like okay yeah we're gonna follow her yeah. Like, completely out of the scene. So, yeah. like, putting edit in here, absolutely perfect.
1: This it's scene just... does what Justice League, the movie in 2017, did the opposite of, where it was like, hey, Superman's not part of the picture. We are, you know, we can't win this. This is like, Wonder Woman's not here. Who cares? Yeah.
0: What do you mean? We've been doing this. She was here for with us for like a week. We've yeah, been doing this yeah. for
1: years, yo. I think that's so important that you can yeah. say that. Like, Wonder Woman's not here. Who cares? Etta Candy's here. She's no. She's been doing this for for the whole war. Yeah.
0: I think it's really cool to think that um, the Wonder Men, this group, these three men, are like consistently a team. Mm-hmm. Because um, it did feel like when Steve was like gathering, up, gathering them up and stuff like that, it was kind of like... Um, I guess they were split up in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of seemed like let's get the band back together, yeah. Kind of adventure a little yep. bit for a minute, and not, um, you know, hey, they're all just waiting here for the next mission. I'm pretty sure that was the case, but uh, it it didn't feel that way. Now I do feel like a sense of partnership, companionship, team, team, just like a whatever, as close to a family as they can be. Mm-hmm. They ha- like these are
1: brothers. Family, you know, all kinds of Fast and Furious copyrighted Makes to work other kind
0: of missions they've been on.
1: Right? That's what I'm talking about. It'd be cool to see stuff like that or how they met comic books. Apparently, they're doing DCEU comic books. So, it'd be cool to see that. I'd like to read that kind of stuff. I would very much like to read that. Um, there's one thing she says in here about the mission. The mission is to find this very old artifact, very powerful artifact and give it to the Americans because, you know, we wouldn't want it in the wrong hands. And they said it earnestly, like she meant it. It wasn't a joke for her. It was a joke for us, right? Like, she said, we got to give it to the Americans because we don't want it to be in the wrong hands. And uh, I think it's very clever writing there.
0: Yeah. Um. Why do you think that's clever?
1: Because what ends up happening to it is Lex Luthor gets it. Yes. The 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 Senate gets a hold of it. Star Labs, yeah, Star Labs is created. They're tampering with it. They're the ones who are going to activate it because um, cyborg, mm-hmm. because it's activated. And then, yeah. uh, uh, I just feel like the other two, the ones that belong with Atlantis, and other one that belongs with uh, Themyscira, stay dormant. Yeah, they're they're locked down. They were like, we're not touching this. Mm-hmm. The other one was buried by the. This one that they're getting was buried by King Arthur, I believe. And uh, I think I he, mean, j- he dug like not even a six foot hole. He's yeah. like, what are you doing? He won't even shovel. <laughs> Come um, on now. You can throw a sword in a lake, but you can't dig a s more than a six foot hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sword in the lake. That's so funny. Um, i feel like uh i don't know i i didn't i didn't think too much about giving it to the americans i obviously know like the end result which is like yeah that's bad but then thinking like okay who would have had it in the british but then again it's like well british stuff wasn't really a thing for dc comics you know they had knight and squire but everything was still always based in america obviously Mm -hmm. um yeah they had to give it up yeah i think uh
1: I think it's interesting that, and and this goes to show that you know, uh, Wonder Woman doesn't have that affiliation with antiquities yet. That they would have been like, "We got to find it and give it to Wonder Woman. Got to let her know about it and stuff like that." They don't do that. I think, I think it's just the British wit, like their 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 type, their sense of humor. Not to put words in the British people's mouths, but it's like. I think that's their humor is, is to write something like that where it's like, oh, we got to get it and then give it to the Americans because we wouldn't want it to be in the wrong hands. Ha, 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 yeah, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's what they they do there. I do like that. I like that a lot. And then um, I think they come up, this is where we get the Wonder Men term. This is where they start to come up with the name for the group. Um, I forget what some of the other uh, choices were, but I, one of them was Charlie's Angels, was it not? Yes. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. So good. Is it really this? Uh, the quality of this short film is actually really good too. It almost feels like um, it's really really high def looking looking stuff here. It's a really good looking scene. But, uh, what do you look, are you looking? Are you looking at this fight scene? I, I'm, no, I'm
0: trying to look at Samir's gun that he's holding after the the guy from that was beating up Charlie in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, or, you know, tried him. to yeah tried to. I'm looking at the gun that Samir's holding and I thought for a long time that it was like an old like colonial gunpowder gun. A lock uh yeah. uh what's it called? Flintlock. Flintlock. Um I think it's just a revolver.
1: This man pulling out the blunderbuss.
0: Yeah, it looked like it for a second. So anyway, that's that's just what I was uh looking at and everything like that. Um I really enjoy um the Scottish accent. I love it so much. Good. And like him just like going off and everything Ugh. oh yeah that was another part was just just him talking in scott's
1: accent and and etta not being able to understand you're a... just
0: listening to it now yeah 99 vices but a drink ain't one of them
1: i still don't understand what you're saying god i love lucy davis just a just a really good job i love that that just that uh like British, uh, like body language, just smiling. You're like, I don't yeah, know. Okay. I don't yeah, know. That just, kind of I don't thing. know. Just mm-hmm. saying. The politeness. And yeah. The, yeah. It's like polite, but rude at the same time. Yeah. It's the same reason I like um, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges, like uh, her uh, Fleabag show. is the same kind of thing where it's just like that same polite, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I like it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, they really do beat the shit out of this man <laughs> like like incredibly,
0: oh, yeah, who throws a chair, who throws a chair, who and throws... it, a whole chair, and it breaks splinters, yeah, it's just like just into pieces um the the tripping seems like a very uh just you know Samir looked like he knew what he was doing, you know, what I mean? yeah, Sam, that was Samir tripping him right, or was it Charlie?
1: It was either him or Charlie, but either way, it was like textbook it was Mm -hmm. like oh that's what you do right now yeah
0: you like again it shows that they are charlie Charlie. okay boom so they are working as a team again uh and it's just it's just great this is good companionship yeah Um, it's a shame (laughs) that we don't get more yes but also like I I take that with a grain of salt because you don't necessarily, you know, I don't want to be that person. Oh, I want more. Oh, that's I do want more. more. I do. I do. But I-, I am perfectly fine with it just being this. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder if we'll see anything about them in the next movie. Probably not. It's okay.
1: Man, be looking good. He it's look, a great hat. He looked clean. It's a great hat. I mean, they all look clean, but, like, be with
0: that hat, man, he killing it. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. Um, um, it looked like um, Charlie was not drinking alcohol, unless he was saying that there was like bourbon oh. or something in his tea, but he was drinking tea, and it said it a few times, Where, uh, so he may be sober. He may be sober.
1: Mm-hmm. That is such a good catch, Nate. You are absolutely right. This man is sober. hmm
0: Wow. Good eye for a sharpshooter. Yeah, they all got alcohol. He's got tea. Two sugars, he says. Oh, wow. Which I was thinking when I was first watching it. I was like, is he, like... Putting sugar in his beer? Uh, No, no, no. Putting <laughs> putting liquor in the tea. Um, oh. You know, doing that kind of thing. And he was like saying, like, the two sugars is just like, yep, two shots kind of, kind of thing. Like, make it a double or something like that. But no, I think he's genuinely like, I'm drinking tea now. I drink and tea. And there's a good shot of him drinking the tea and everybody has the beer in the hand and he's not slurring words. You know, he's not starting the drunken fight or anything with the guy like last time. Um sitting upright. There's so much going on in this. This is a really good short
1: film. For Mm -hmm. a two and a half minute, there's a lot going on here.
0: Wow. Absolutely. Man, that's good. I want to see some some of your performances, though. I know, right? That's for sure. Where's that Blackhawks movie that Steven Spielberg was supposed (laughs) to make? Put this man in
1: Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. I want to see that. And it would be like World War Two, so we get kind of it would be the closest thing to a sequel. To um, to this movie, Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just uh, because it'd be a spy movie, World War Two. It just seems like someone was just like, here's all these ideas we can do with it, and then someone like actually sat down at a desk and was like, they don't know what Blackhawks are. Well, it was like, it was the only movie ever announced
1: by DC, like, as a tweet, like, an official thing. It was, like, Steven Spielberg has been, you know, hired to direct a Blackhawks movie, and Sam, your actor, tweeted, and it was, like, a big thing. No other movie had that kind of, like, revelation. Like, everything else was just kind of, like, oh, yeah, they just happen to be making a, a Shazam movie that's being filmed right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Cathy on is being reported by other sources, but nothing as direct as Steven Spielberg was hired to do the Blackhawks movie. And it just, you never heard of it again. Like, what a weird thing. It almost seems like a, like uh, someone just rolled out of bed one day and decided to tweet something. So, uh, just like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, we're gonna direct the Blackhawks movie with Steven Spielberg. And like, what are you, just not gonna follow up on that ever again?
0: Like, what kind (laughs) of... Who does that? Who tweets something like that? Know. Maybe there was like a wartime uh plane movie mm-hmm. that they were that was already like a script that was already written or like a proof or whatever, and they were just like, Can we change this to Blackhawks? Yeah, why not? That that, that annoys me.
1: <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> I kinda hope they uh they answer for those uh answers for those tweets one day. Um but let's see here. I think that's That's pretty much the end of the movie, Nate. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good.
0: Um, I'm feeling real good. I feel like going into this movie, I didn't obviously have as much knowledge as I did in our previous uh, reviews. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to try to uncover as much stuff as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, I may have come up short in that, but also... I don't care because I very much enjoyed going through this movie uh and reviewing it, and with all our guests that we had wonderful guests it was amazing honestly a great time um really great time and i do i think I think I like it more that I didn't like really deep dive and have you know tabs and tabs and books and pages open find trying to find you know source material things to call back and whatnot everything like that because i I feel like when you put it under that much of too much of a microscope, it ruins it and diminishes everything. I very much enjoyed how much fun I had watching this movie and finding the little quirky things, you know, all the boat stuff, like things, you know, silly things like that. Was more enjoyable than finding comic book issues saying this was that cover. Oh, this outfit was taken from that. Like, you know. Yeah, I think it was nice to have
1: the guests and listeners who. Followed along with us, who who told us their their side of things was more important, and I appreciated that a lot more. um People like Omesh, he was one of our listeners who uh, also analyzes Wonder Woman a lot, and so he was one of those people who was like, "Oh yeah, did you catch this? Catch this!" And so those more analytical things were a great thing to find, and I knew that that was not the route for us to do. And that it was meant for someone else to to do that kind of work because that to go to do this movie and analyze it the way that we do and talk about it, we shouldn't have been doing like that where we just like tell the audience like this, this, and that instead of having those conversations that we did with our guests and with Johnny and being like, okay, well, this, you know, like how's this, you know, this scene with Steve Trevor and, and Diana, how's that make you feel? This with, you know, Diana and Queen Hippolyta. How's that, you know, mother daughter relationship? How's that working out for you? The war room scene with the war machine of, uh, 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 what is Ares' character's name? David Dulles. David Dulles, but I don't even remember what his name is. Sir Patrick Morgan? Sir Patrick Morgan. Uh, And so conversations like that, conversations like like the first bar scene with Charlie, uh, you know, fighting this guy in the bar like all those conversations that we've had were really good and like i said i've seen this movie a lot so I, I i enjoy it but i think it'll be this is definitely one of those movies that like once i go watch it now i like i see all those experiences and all those people that we met doing this and it like heightens the movie even further um kind of like it we did with man of steel and um now, whenever I watch Suicide Squad, I just feel pain because <laughs> I just think about us doing this and, how, and all the conversations and the, the back and forth with the DCEU community of whether it's a good film or not always, always will stick with me. And I'll always think about that minute by minute. Um, but now we have we have two movies, two movies to look forward to. We've got Wonder Woman 1984, which comes out on Christmas. We'll be talking about that in the next episode. You guys will hear from us will be uh, us talking about that movie including spoilers, so just be aware of that on the next episode. And then the next movie that we're doing a minute-by-minute, Nate, is a movie called Justice League that we saw three years ago Mm -hmm. and we'll be seeing all over again in about three months. And uh, what's going on in your
0: mind about that one? I'm very excited to watch that movie. Yeah. I am still not Sure, if or how I want to analyze that movie, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with thinking about that. With, with With I'm okay with having that feeling of uncertainty right now. I think I need to watch the movie in in full and properly um, before I can <laughs> before I can even think about uh, analyzing that movie. Because when I first saw that movie. I did not want to analyze that movie. I didn't want to either. The, the The Justice League movie from 2017, I don't want to watch under a microscope. I don't care to, and I feel like there's going to be more things that will... We've been doing it for three years. We've been doing it for three years, but not as extensively as we do it on like this sort of basis for the show. I think... If I were to do that one, like now the version that we have now, the Josh Weed, Joss Whedon version, um, I would just be burdened by finding things that I wish were changed or not changed. Um, yeah, much like how the ending of this movie was. Once I heard tell of there was a second ending of Wonder Woman, it, it changed my opinion, mm-hmm. and that's rough. But also, it happens. Um. I'm I'm excited to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Very excited to watch that movie. I want to see. I want to. There was a feeling that I was going through. uh, There was a feeling that I had going through my mind and self and body. Going into that movie in the theaters when we watched it, Mm -hmm. and it could not have been more underserved. Walking out of that movie, yeah. And I don't want to say that it was a bad thing. It was just a complete shift and i still don't know how to address that shift
1: yeah i think we'll be talking about it a lot and i think uh if we were doing the theatrical version of the film which i think we were we were going to but it was going to be painful it's like doing the same thing that we did with suicide squad but then talking about you know every minute would be us talking about
0: but this What's, could
1: have been. <laughs> what, what, is, what is here? What is missing from this scene? What was replaced in this scene? Why was it replaced in this scene? Who made the, recall, the call to replace what in that scene? And it wouldn't be us talking about, like, you know, when we talk about Wonder Woman, like, oh, how does this make you feel? How's that mother-daughter relationship treating you there? Mm-hmm. Is it hitting you in the core? Like, what is going on here? And so we can't have those conversations because now we got to talk about why Ben Affleck looks sunburned yeah. on a plane. <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's it's those conversations and maybe you know we'll have to have those conversations because it's like you're you're basically documenting everything that went wrong but so many people have done it and for once i'd like to analyze the justice league movie like we were analyzing man of steel Mm -hmm. and wonder woman so and hopefully it's it's top tier hopefully it's you know right now if you were like to i guess rank the movies that we've seen so far like man of steel was like so far up there and then for some people dawn of justice is like their magnum opus mm-hmm. and uh justice league is like down at the very bottom some people like suicide squad again that goes back into that thing of some people think it's great and some people realize that it's the same thing as justice league it's a studio frankenstein movie um But I'm sure if we saw David Ayer's Suicide Squad, it would be like a top tier movie just as well. And then Wonder Woman is right up there. Um, It's it's up there with like Man of Steel and Batman Begins and um, Batman v Superman, and like I'm hoping Justice League is up there. And uh, I won't say that it's 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 gearing up to be the best of all of them because it could very well not be, but, you know, for a four-hour movie, it could be. could be up there. And that's not something I really thought about. So, um, But, yeah, got a lot of stuff coming. And I think after the Wonder Woman 1984, we got a bit of a break until then. But I think March is when this Justice League movie is coming out. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up for for this year I'd say for this year wow why don't you say that a little bit
0: more depressing
1: huh <laughs> it's been quite a year but uh, if you guys have enjoyed everything you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society where you can talk to us about Wonder Woman and the sequel Wonder Woman 1984 you can chat with us there with the people who listen to the show and guests who have been on the show you can find us all there on that Facebook group and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Wonder Woman 1984.